wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is uh, Pastor William Mawala. I serve as the pastor of the Paravista and the Gaula Seventh-day Adventist Churches and in this beautiful city of Adelaide. And I'm so glad that you're able to tune in with us today for Drive Time Big Q&A. This week we are taking as our theme, started yesterday actually, but we're continuing the theme, How Do I Come to Jesus? And particularly the question uh, my co-host and myself will be looking at in today's show is what's involved in confession and repentance? And I just want to just say something just on the outset before we continue. This week's theme is rather special for our team because we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the gospel. And what we want to do is we want to extend a personal invitation to each of our listeners who are listening online, who are listening by radio today to, I believe, make the most important decision that one could ever make, and that is to accept Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about this week. How do we come to Jesus? And so if you're listening today, we would love to hear from you and the decision that you have made or perhaps will make for the first time as you listen in uh, this week. So throughout the program today and this week, uh, for the rest of from our team here at uh, Drive Time BQ&A, we would love to hear from you, from you, our listeners, and your decision or your questions around that in following Jesus. So just want to throw the number out there at the beginning of the show, our number here in the studio, if you want to get in touch with us, 04 a double one. Why not drop us a text just to say hi and let us know uh, that you're listening in and we'd love to hear from you. Well, today, as we have been in the last number of weeks, my co-host in the studio with me today is Eric Hoare. Eric, for those who may not know, serves as a Bible worker, a Bible instructor with the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministries here in South Australia alongside Pastor David Fletcher. Eric, it's good to have you in the studio, mate. Yeah, thanks, William. Great to be back. And look, I'm so excited about tonight's yes. program. This is the basic part of uh, of the early stages of coming to Christ. You know, this is Amen. we're talking tonight about conversion and uh, we to to know Jesus and to to come close to Him and and confession and repentance are right at the coalface of all of us. You know, as humans, and I'm so excited about this topic. I think these are the things we should be concentrating trait in the last days is winning souls and talking about these issues yeah brilliant amen and i'm looking forward to it as well yeah. uh, as well um eric speaking of winning souls we're just gonna before i do that before we get into our world watch today how was your weekend what'd you get up to i know you shared a bit with me um before we went on went live today why don't you share with our listeners what you got up to in the uh, since our last time we caught up here in the studio. <laughs> well, last Sabbath um, we actually took our Aboriginal group um, down to Fremont Park at Elizabeth there and had a, a barbecue with them, uh, Pastor David and I, and uh, we had a wonderful time. It was a beautiful day, uh, and there was right. lots of children. One lady there has got six children, so my bus was pretty pretty noisy. Yeah. <laughs> I picked <laughs> them all imagine. up. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, for a spiritual time there, Pastor David gets out one of those little memory boxes from way back and we all pulled out some texts and we talked about what happened you know what does that mean to each of them and they shared and 
and that was a lovely time and it's a nice you know we sat and chatted and uh, we had a really good fellowship time out in the sun and uh, you know while it's the sun's there we might as well do that and it was a brilliant day uh, yeah. and then during the week we had a um, grandson's birthday uh, Lucas turned eight so um, we had arranged to a special present for him so my son and I we went halves and we bought him a uh-huh. baby cockatiel one that had been hand raised and we I went and picked it up and we got a cage for it and uh, yeah. yeah put it in there and apparently Lucas is uh, he's all over this bird he uh, sticks his finger out and it, it jumps out on his finger and it sits on his shoulder and uh, yeah I'm very happy <laughs> he takes it everywhere the poor bird he's not bored wow. he's everywhere man and uh, I'm glad he's so laid back bird but uh, he, he thoroughly <laughs> loves it and it sits there and just you know puts his beak into his hair and just gives him some smooches so it's all good you know and you know I've had a wonderful week and I'm sure the listeners have too yeah yeah yeah. Well, that is super awesome, uh, Eric. Um, so just want to, um, before we get into our main topic today, dealing with this idea of, of coming to Jesus and, uh, you know, dealing with this concept of um, repentance, um, uh, that's what we're going to look at this afternoon in our today's program. But before we do that, I want to jump into our World Watch segment. This is a, this is a time in our program where we share something um that's happening in the religious world around us. And today, Eric, I've got a bit of a, it's a bit of an, uh, it, it's funny in some ways. I mean, I don't want to downplay the, the article, but, but, um, I wanted to share with our listeners today. And, and you know, I got it off the time, um, uh, time, uh, website, uh, in religion, in the religious news. And, the story is basically about a priest, Eric, and the title of this uh, article says, A priest got a single word wrong. Now thousands of baptisms may be invalid. Interesting. Let me share with you the first few lines of the article. It says, The Catholic Church said baptisms be formed by a particular priest named Reverend Andreas Arango, I think it's pronounced, who served in Arizona in the U.S. for 16 years are now presumed to be invalid because... He used incorrect wording on a subtle but key component of the sacrament. Um, so this article was only just a couple of days ago, February 16, uh, coming out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So let me read a bit and then we can have a little chat. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, Eric. It says here, The priest was beloved by his parishioners, yet for years he made a one-word ritual mistake repeatedly that has caused confusion and anxiety for thousands of Catholics in the Phoenix area now worrying that they were improperly baptized. Under scrutiny are baptisms performed by the Reverend uh, who served in Arizona for 16 years. Catholic officials estimate that thousands of baptisms are now presumed to be invalid because he used incorrect wording, and they say those affected may need to be rebaptized. Some may feel obliged to have other church ceremonies performed again, even including marriage. Now, here's what he got wrong, according to the... Uh, to the article, Arango's error was in saying, now get this, Eric, he used the word we, the pronoun we. He said, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, when he should have begun the sentence by saying, I baptize you. Now, what's the difference, the article, you may be asking? Well, the difference is, according to the Catholic Church, theologically crucial, because the Vatican ruled in 2020, because it's not the quote, we of the congregation doing the baptizing, but the I of Jesus Christ working through the priest. And there's a bit going more there. Um, so 
Yeah, there's a bit more in the article, but what do you think? This, um, he's been basically, his baptisms, you know, in the last number of years have been called in good question because he, he got the wrong pronoun. Um, yeah, well, sometimes when I get up the front, Gary, uh, sorry, um, William, <laughs> I'm thinking of Gary now. Hey, hey, let's do a quick plug for Gary because um, yeah. we were having a chat with him, him before we, up, before we went on air. Uh, for those who are loyal listeners to our Drive Time Big Q&A, Gary is the, he's the main man behind the scenes. And, um, and he's off, uh, he's going through some, you know, he's got a few things going on in his physical uh, sphere, medically and whatnot. So he's taking a, a little bit of time off. So Gary, we just want to affirm you if you're listening or you're going to catch this at a later moment. Uh, we from the Drive Time Big Q&A team, we're praying for you, mate, and we, we know that you're on the mend. And I know that our listeners would love to um, hear from you uh, live in the very near future. So, um, so yeah, we'll see uh, that's probably soon. why you call me Gary. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we were just talking to him just before we went live. So, yeah, anyway, back to yourself, Gary. Um, yeah. oh, I called you Gary now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well um, yeah, I think that uh, sometimes when I get up the front or, uh, you know, put on the spot uh, during a sermon or even on air, sometimes you say things you don't actually realize you're saying and uh, and you miss mispronounce it or, or do something wrong. But in this case, he did baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, didn't he? He did use the, that as he put his hand up. So, yeah, so uh, it, it's just crazy that they've gone back. Are those um, baptisms, do they, they think they're not legit because of that? Well, the article thing? seems to be saying that the higher, um, the higher ups are saying that all those baptisms may not be credible now. You know, yeah. uh, going back to the article, um, kind of coming, you know, because we're going to be, we're actually talking about this very theme of repentance. Um, he seems to be experiencing a bit of that in this article. It says, in a note on the Phoenix's diocese's website, Arango wrote, quote, It saddens me to learn that I have performed invalid baptisms throughout my ministry as a priest by regularly using an incorrect formula. I deeply regret my error and how this has affected numerous people in your parish and elsewhere. And then uh, there's a bit more in there, but look, I, look, my personal perspective is, you know, look, I'm not trying to say anything political, but, you know, I believe if, he, if he'd done it with the right intention, you know, he just got the wrong word, I guess. Um, I still believe, you know, God will still wink at in some ways, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a hard one. And I guess I just raise this because... You know, this this is happening that in you know in the particular Catholic faith that this this guy's being reprimanded because uh, of a particular uh, way he's pronounced his baptism. So, mm. yeah, I agree with you. I think that you know sometimes the Holy Spirit works through us in, in many different ways, and 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 you know he was baptized in the formula of of um, using the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and also. Um, and, Dunking, I presumed he was <laughs> dunked underwater or whatever. But if that was so, then okay. baptism should, hey, should still take place. I'm just place. looking at this article. I'm just probably to answer your question you said a few moments ago. Um, what was the repercussions of this guy? Well, the article says the Vatican in June 2020 they issued the guidance declaring that when they used the word we, the we formula was invalid, and that anyone who was baptized using it must be rebaptized using the proper formula. Oh. The Holy See, meaning the Catholic Church, said it was taking action because some unnamed priests were using the we 
formula to make the baptism more of a communal affair uh, involving parents, godparents, and the community in welcoming a new member into the church. So, hey, the Holy See, the, the Catholic Church is saying, hey, I'm just sharing with you what the article says that they see it as a big deal to basically, for anyone who was baptized under this this particular priest using, you know, that particular formula, like they're basically saying he needs to be rebaptized. Well, you know, or they need to. That's a straw, kind of like a law, isn't it? That you have to yeah. use those. Well, I mean, uh, as far as I know, within our church, the Seventh day Adventist church, right. we, we don't have that strict formula. Yeah. Uh, and people can use the words that they would like to use yeah. when they baptize uh, under the name of, of the Father, yeah. Son, and Holy Spirit. But the you rest- know, just. We actually just had one on the on the weekend, Eric. Uh, young fellow from our church at Paravista uh, on Sabbath afternoon, Saturday afternoon, we went out to Henley Beach and we baptized him. Well, I did, and I think I remember I used the word "I" not because not because I was anything theological. I mean, I think I've probably used it interchangeably. To be honest, I've said "I," I've said "we," you know, like mm. who knows what you're saying in those few words leading up to when the person goes in, because you know. So, um, so that's the article that, um, there is a priest in the States that's, and, uh, you know, that his, his, uh, his baptisms have been called into question, um, mm. uh, because of his specific formula that he's, um, that he's pronounced it. So, so I just thought I'd share that with our listeners here on Drive Time. Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting. Um, I don't think we as a, as clergy within the Adventist church have been, I guess our baptisms have been nullified because we didn't say it a particular way or something. So interesting. Okay. So that's our World Watch for today, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, that short article there. Um, we're going to go to a song, but just in a moment, before we go to the song, we would love to um, offer our free book offer for this week. And the book offer is right along the lines of our theme, How Do We Come to Jesus?, and the book that we want to offer you is the book Steps to Christ. It is one of the all-time classic. If you haven't read Steps to Christ, um, I would encourage you to grab your phone and text us zero uh, the code SA33 to 0488880811, and we would love to um, send you a copy of that free of charge, no obligation. We just want to put in your hand. It is, I've read it many, many times. Um, and the very things that we're talking about in this week's theme, um, a lot what you'll find more in this uh, book. So, hey, that's the free book offer, Steps of Christ. If you want a copy, why don't you uh, text us now, SA33, that's the code word, and text that to 0488-880-811. Please don't go away. Uh, we're going to be right back with just a few moments, but here is some music now. Here is Lauren Dagger with How Great Thou Art. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the works I hand hath made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Thy path throughout the universe display And 
wanted him to die I scarce can take it in That on the cross My burden gladly buried He bled and died To take away my sin Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou art When Christ shall come With shout of And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And then proclaim My God, how great Thou art And then sings my soul My Savior God to Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Beer Q&A with myself, Pastor Wilmawala, serving here at the Paravista Gola SDA Churches here in Adelaide. My co-host is none other but Eric Hoare. Eric serves as the Bible worker for the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship here in South Australia. That was Lauren Daigle with uh, How Great Thou Art. And if you've just tuned in here on Drive Time Beer Q&A, we're taking as our theme... We're just about to jump into now. How do I come to Jesus? And the question we're looking at at this very moment is, what's involved in confession and repentance? Confession and repentance. So, Eric, walk us through. Help our listeners um, get a grasp. What what is this idea of confession and repentance? What's that all about? What what does that mean? Yeah, well, these are two parts, aren't they? Um, confession has to be done first, and then comes repentance. Okay. And it's interesting that Chronicles, uh, I love Chronicles, Second Chronicles uh, 7, verse 14, where it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and will hear their land. So the thing is, is turning to God in a sincere and an honest way. You know, right. I, I meet a lot of people who um, who um, follow God not every day, but when things go wrong, I get phone calls for prayer. Yeah, and but I but then they won't come to. Th- to things that are Christian. When they get into a difficult situation, they tend to feel that they need to come to God then. And, and it's interesting because um, if we 
And a lot of the time, it's actually dealing with family members or with disputes right. between one another. Uh, the Bible actually says in James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It's talking about, about confessing. So it's talking about here about confessing between your 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 brother or your sister that maybe you've done them wrong or they've done you wrong. So what you do then is you feel sorry. And that's what confession means is to actually uh, feel sorry uh, for what you have done. And if they've done something wrong to you, it's still a good thing to say I'm sorry to them to bring back reconciliation. And the pro- right. problem is is that it has to be a genuine a sorry, okay. not just a... Uh, uh, if you do something wrong, that you say sorry because, you know, you might get caught out. Yeah. There's a difference here. This is a, a confession. You can't hide from God. God knows knows everything. So when you um, ask for forgiveness from your neighbor and they forgive you first, then you go to God for forgiveness as well. Okay. Uh, and this is the whole point of it. I actually love what um, it says in Second Corinthians 7, 9 to 11 because I think this explains it. It says uh, – now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but the, that your sorry led to repentance. So there's a difference here between right. being sorry and doing nothing about further actions, but it actually leads then to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us and nothing. But godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. So okay. we can have a sorry in the world, for sorry for doing something, but it's not enough to stop us from going out and doing it again if we're, if we're not really sorry. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying here? Yep. It's not something that goes deep in you. And, you know, um, Pastor William, the thing is, like you and I, we struggle with sin. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, we're sinners. And when we do something wrong, I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I want to. I don't want to go down that same line, and 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 I ask for forgiveness. But if I if I really am not sorry about it, that I'm still hanging on to a, a certain type of sin, I'll go and do it again, because the world is attracting me to do it. You know what I mean? The devil is here pulling me into that. Yeah. But it says here that if it's a sorrow that is connected to God, if it's a godly sorrow, there is a big difference. And it took me a long time to realize that that. That we can be sorry, but it's our attitude on how we're sorry to actually step out from the darkness into the light and see we've done wrong and feel sorry that we've hurt that person, sorry enough that we're going to have repentance and do something about that that thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first part of it, that, that this, um, this, you know, confession has to be strong. And it's interesting that um, I was studying through and I was looking at Daniel 9.4 and uh, in Daniel chapter 9, uh, verse 3, it actually says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong. And it's interesting, I looked up the concordance to see what the um, what the Hebrew word for, uh-huh. for this uh, confession was, and it actually means to extend your hand, to actually extend your hand and, and to actually throw away. 
your sin. It actually means to actually reach out to God yeah. and to throw away that which is sorry in you. This is a confession. And the hardest thing, I think, for, for uh, us and the listeners today, and there's probably people who are lis- listening today, to actually um, say, I'm sorry in times, to actually recognize that we're doing wrong okay. or that we've hurt somebody. Right. And that makes it really tough um, to do that. So we've got to be honest today that this is something that only God can give us that sorrow, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We can have a human sorrow, but it's the it's the godly sorrow that we need. In Daniel 9, uh, 3 to 12, if anybody wants to read that at home, it's an interesting one mm. on actually uh, on um, confession. So, Eric, if I could maybe um, throw this out there, is, um, if we're looking at the question, um, how do we come to Jesus? There's someone listening today. Mm. And they're kind of thinking about maybe taking that step of faith and kind of following God. Um, and we're saying, or we're seeing what Scripture says that, you know, confession and repentance is um, part of, I guess, how we get to know God, I guess, if you want to put it that way. How do you see the uh, connection between being sorry for God? I mean, sorry, as you're saying. How do you see that kind of working in a person coming to know God? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's very, very important because, you know, before I was a Christian, before I knew Christ, um, doing all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I wasn't sorrowful for what I was all doing. Right, I was okay. sorry. I was sorry sometimes when, um, you know, I hurt my family in a way where maybe I should have been at home and I was somewhere else at the pub or somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really, it didn't last because I was enjoying my lifestyle. You see, your lifestyle. And right. When the heart is a contrite heart, when it when it's not, uh, hasn't been given to Jesus, it's totally different, that sorrow that you have. But when you, when Christ comes into your life and you acknowledge to him, you confess to him mm. because confession is actually acknowledgement of your wrongdoings, which is so hard to um, to give it out. You've got to humble yourself. Yeah. You've got to be broken. And when you're hard and hearted and doing what you want to do, to turn away from that is only by the power of God that pulls you around. Yeah. So when you come around to that and you actually uh, come to him, he then Brings that love into your heart that that when you confess your sin, he is willing to forgive me after all that he went through and gave his life for me. Right. He is still willing to, to overlook that and, and confessing to him. You see, some people today believe that you go to a priest or a man to confess your sin. It's not what the Bible says. Oh, okay. The Bible says to come to Jesus right. uh, in confession. It's good to talk to a brother about it. It says to you know to talk to him about things. But your, con- your confession has to be to Christ, yeah. directly to Christ. Hey, can I just pause? Because I think you said something pretty powerful, Eric. Um, sorry to catch you um, mid-thought, but you said when you came to Christ, then you, you know, you 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 can you were able to see your sin, as it were, in a completely different light. And I'm just wondering for our listeners, because um, I think that's really what we're talking about is is someone not necessarily aware or not really maybe not even claim to be spiritual or whatever. Like you said, you were living a particular life and then somewhere along the way you had an encounter uh, with God th- through the scriptures, through uh, 
through your personal uh, experience with with Christ um, to just so at that moment, if I could just kind of pick your brain a bit, Eric. How did it work for you? Because where did the sudden realization that you know where you truly experienced this this idea of repentance and, and confession? You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think it's it's when it's it's a series of steps really through okay. the Holy Spirit. So series, power. Of, yeah, okay. through the Holy Spirit. I mean, I can see incidences in the life when the Holy Spirit um, was uh, coming into my life. Sometimes I could see it. And other times it was coming in without knowing. Um, and the thing is, is that my mates around me saw it because I'd stopped drinking and gambling and all those sort right. of things with them. They saw a change, um, t- which to me was a change that I was making for the better for me and my family. Yeah. And Christ was drawing me into him. But they saw it. And, and I, I think two of my friends out of the 21 where I was working, two of them came up. And said, you know, we understand what's happening, but others didn't want to kind of know me because I wasn't doing what they were doing now. Um, so it's, and I can actually, you know, there's a series of incidences happen where the Holy Spirit did come in and spoke to me a couple of times. But it was a sudden realization that the power of God was where it was drawing me to, 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 to the Bible, to the, the good thoughts and taking me away from the bad thoughts. So where did it happen? I mean, was it, so I, and I, I love what you're saying because yeah, there was a gradual awareness of, I guess, God incrementally coming into your life. So can you kind of, I know there was a series of events, but there was, was did, can you think of like, was it someone sharing something with you? Did you maybe go to say, um, some type of, uh, presentation where someone was speaking on these topics of Jesus and that? And then, then that's when you kind of felt, you know, uh, a, a yearning, a desire to, you know, to kind of in some ways change. What was it? What was it like for you? Well, it was three or four things. So it was was a few. Yeah, there was. There were other instances, like for instance, um, the very first where it all started really was when um, I took a part-time gardener's job, and and the person had come in to rent the house, and uh, he had to go away working and go away for for a week. And and one time he said to me, "Would you like to listen to something?" Because he saw me listen to music, so uh, he put on a tape for me to. uh, Back in those days, there were tapes, and I listened. (laughs) I listened to it, and it was a sermon. All right. And I was used to listen to music, you know, rock music and that. And so he put this on, and I, I listened to that, and that drew me in. Uh, what this was saying was right. sort of kind of touched my heart in that way. And then from there, it was a couple of other times when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, once when I was playing sport on the, on the soccer field, and I heard his voice, the Holy Spirit, say to me, is this all there is to life, Eric, you know? Um, is this, this the meaning of life to you? And and and. I heard this voice distinctly more than once, and I I rejected it for a while. And then through a series of events, he I just started to read this read it more and more because he was drawing me in. But he was showing me love because I wasn't happy, right? And I was trying to find fulfilment in this world. And what we're saying to listeners today: you'll never find fulfilment in this world. Uh, and when you turn to Christ and you confess and repentance, we haven't even talked about repentance yet. Yeah. But re- when you confess it. It's like a weight's taken off your shoulders because if you really give it all to Christ, then he lifts that burden from you. Um, but you've got to know him, you know, and I didn't know him. I came to him trusting that he would do that. Mm. And to me, 
it was instant for me. Some of the things were released from me that I was doing, right. where others took a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I started to follow him, and I gave up my job to keep the Sabbath, you know. So it, it, wow. it was a, a movement that really, because it says in uh, Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, it says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confess, confesses them and renounces them actually finds mercy. Right. And Beautiful. you find joy. Yeah. You have that release. Because what what's happening, you see, the devil has got us under, um, he's got us as his slave. But we are free when yes. we come to Christ. And that's what um, confession is. You confess to someone, you feel better, yep. but this is your, to your living God. What a difference that is. And, and then you know him and love him, and you do it for the right reasons. You can confess something just because, you know, you, you, you makes you feel better, but a deeper confession then will lead to repentance. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it's all about, you know. It says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins might be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Acts 3.19. Yeah. You're almost like you're washed with water straight away. You're whiter than snow because now you feel free again, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and even though we're still sinners, we have that freedom in Christ that He covers our sins. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's crazy how we just talking about this because literally today, um, when I had my quiet time with God, and I'm I'm reading through the Gospel of Matthew, and it just so happens, uh, I mean, God is amazing. Um, my passage this morning that I read um, was the, in, in Matthew chapter four. Where Jesus, it says basically that Jesus went around preaching and his message was repent mm. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look, I gotta tell you something, Eric. Yep. God just has a way of just, just things happen and you think, can't be a coincidence because it just so happened that the very, on, on, on Sabbath, this is Saturday afternoon when we, um, had Adrian's baptism. My, 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 my devotion that morning, Mm. was Matthew 3, and it was Jesus' baptism. Mm. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm reading about it in the morning. Yep. And then it's like right in line with whatever I'm, I'm doing that day or just right in line with what I'm experiencing that day. So, so isn't it interesting that we're talking about repentance. I was reading repentance this morning. So like, I don't know, that, that's pretty cool for me. <laughs> yeah, but that's really, you know, that, and that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you know, um, if you ever read Steps to Christ, um, yes. the book that we've been given out by Alan G. White, uh, uh, it's very good. It says, um, uh, it says there, a confession will not be acceptable to God without sincere repentance and reformation. There must be decided changes in the life. Everything offensive to God must be put away. This will be the result of genuine sorrow for sin. Mm. And, I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That God came to save us from our sins. And what is sin? It's a transgression of the law. It's breaking God's law. It's everything we stand for, what the human stands for, not to hurt one another, to love one another. Um, and, you know, it says there, um, the work that we have to do on our part is plainly set before us. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doing before my eyes. Cease to do evil. You know, to obtain mercy of God is simple and just. The Lord does not require us to do some grievous, grievous thing in order that we may have the forgiveness of sin. We not, we don't have to get down on our knees or, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, beat ourselves up, yeah. uh, and cause ourselves pain. All we have to do is come to Him. Right. It's simple. We mm. just have to um, have the courage to come before Him. Mm. But the first thing in confession is to recognize that He is the living God. Yeah. And then we come to him 
And sure, we fall sometimes, but he is there. He's always there. And we are covered by him. That's beautiful. You know? it, it sounds like, Eric, as well, because um, both you and I, we've, we've come into a relationship with God through God working through our, our, our life where we were and then taking us to into a saving relationship. I'm just thinking there's people that's listening right now. Um, they may still be in how, how we were, how we were in some ways. Um, there may be, maybe God is not really on their radar at the moment. They're, they're not, you know, they're still kind of, there's still things in their lives that they're just kind of, um, they enjoy and they don't see anything wrong with it. They're just kind of, yeah, they're just, they're enjoying life as it were. Um, I think that's why what we're talking about is a supernatural, I guess, experience because, you know, I'm thinking of um, in the Gospel of John, Eric, how Jesus talks that the Holy Spirit um, guides us into all truth. Uh, John 16, 8, uh, Jesus says that he convicts us of sin. So it's really, it's the work of, of God through the Holy Spirit that that convicts someone. Like for you, Eric, it was you listened to that message on that tape or, you know, and for thousands and millions of Christians, it's different ways. They were invited to any, uh, maybe uh, a series of meetings where a particular person was presenting. Sometimes they listened to a song. Sometimes it was a friend just there by their Christian love and nurture just won them, as it were, to the gospel. But I think the theme through it all regardless of how the avenue and the story that that person takes to finding God is, is that God is behind the scenes. Mm. And there's that text that I think about in Jeremiah 31 where God says, um, where it says through Jeremiah 31 verse 3, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I've drawn you. And I know that's what it was like for me, Eric, is that when I was, you know, in my early twenties, had no inkling about God or anything of that nature, but here is God kind of reaching out and, in a sense, wooing me to the point where I would come face to face with this person called Jesus. And I think it's when we see who God truly is, his love and his grace and mercy, and ultimately what he's done for us at the cross, it's, it's that realization that that brings a sense of, of conviction, as it were, that it was our sins, your sins, Eric, my sins, the sins of the world that that caused Jesus to ultimately die on a cross. And I think it's it's God's work that helps a person to come to that realization, as it were. Yep. And, and you know, I often I used to think way back that um, that I had to repent. Yeah. Um, before. I could come to Christ. See, the, uh, this is a tricky one <laughs> yeah. because it says in the Bible to repent. But if you look at Jesus' word, Jesus says to me in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, yes. and I will give, give you, you rest. rest. Amen. So if I'm carrying a, a particular sins, I felt like, you know, um, that I have to sort of start moving in the right direction before yeah. I can come to Christ. It's not right. I, I'm exactly. doing it in my own strength. Yes. And, and it is what Christ is saying is, is that um, the genuine repentance is that we come to Christ and he will lift the burdens from us through the power of the Spirit, through a supernatural force. Amen. Not in our way. And the thing is, is that Christ is the source of every right impulse. He Beautiful. Is, he is the only one that can implant in the heart 
enmity against sin, every right. desire for truth and purity, every conviction that shows our sinfulness comes from God. So it's all God's work. It's all God's work. So even work. when we're asking the question today, Eric, how does one come to Jesus? What we're basically saying is, you are coming to Jesus. It's all God wooing you in a sense. I mean, it may, it's you kind of walking towards God, but, but he's kind of walking to you as well. It's like, as you make that step towards him, he's, he's coming to you. You know, that's what James says, you know, come near to God and, and he will come near to you. So I love how you mentioned that because like you're saying, I think what you're trying to, what you're trying to say is, um, is there's a sense in which some people feel like they, there is something they need to do. You know, there is, or I'm not good enough first. I've got to get this out of the way and that. Oh, I've got to stop this and got to stop that. And then, then I'm ready to come to Jesus. But what you're saying in, in Matthew 11, Jesus said, just come. Mm. Like he'll, he'll wash you clean. He'll do all the work. You, you just got to make the will and the decision to step it out in faith and actually accept his his provision except his well, his, says, his plan it says in Romans 6 I came to you while you were yet sinners you know yeah. and, and and what I take from that is when you really look at it is when you look at Christ's life on the earth if we would have the fact that we couldn't come to Christ unstu- uh, unless we um, were given away all the sins before we come to Christ Christ would then be sitting with the saints on this earth and spending time with them but he was spending more time with the sinners Yeah, he was there to spread the good news to them and to bring <laughs> them to them and it's, that was what we got to look at what Christ did in his life to understand his words Amen. we've got to put them together yeah Hey, hold that thought, Eric, because we're going to have to go to a break real quick. Um, we're going to go to another song. But before we do that, um, we just want to uh, extend another invitation to accept our free book offer. The book that we are offering this week is the book Steps to Christ. It is a fabulous book. If you have not read it, I, I implore you to <laughs> text us uh, uh, here in the studio and receive a free copy. I'd like to send it out to you. Free, no obligation, no strings attached. We just want to give it to you as a gift from us to you. Text the code word SA33 to the mobile number 0488-880811. Once again, that's the code word SA33 to 0488-880811. Please stay with us during this short break as we go to some music here. Here is Melissa Otto with the song, Here He Comes. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. To my enemy, 
Here he comes from Melissa Otto. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Q&A. My name is Will Mawala. Today, my co-host is Eric Hoare. Eric, if you don't know, he serves as the Bible worker for the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship here in South Australia. This week, as we bring in at home in our studio time today, we're taking as our theme for the whole week, how do I come to Jesus? And we've been looking at the particular question Eric and myself, what's involved in confession and repentance? In the short time we have, um, Eric, why don't you land this for us? Um, what, what's some closing thoughts and ideas you want to share with our listeners today? Well, you know, when I was, we talked uh, about, started off with talking about confession, which means acknowledgement, owning up that, you know, this that is wrong in our life and we need help. Yep. And what we're talking about now is repentance, which I think to sum that up would mean sorrow, sorrow for what we want. And, and that and that way will cause us to change, to have that deep sorrow of following sin. Right. Uh, and it's interesting that Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You know, the Greek in that, the Greek word there for repent means to think differently or afterwards reconsider. It means to change your, the ways okay. that you're doing it. That's what it actually means, you know. You know, it's interesting. We were just sort of finishing off and talking about how uh, sometimes we we have to come to God. We 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 um, we do change. I think godly men do make try and make changes in their lives, but yeah. uh, but. Sometimes that's actually God draw, trying to draw them to them so that they can actually draw away from their evil deeds. But the big thing that I think too is as churches that we kind of um, sometimes get into a habit or as as we wait for Christ to go, come and we, we're doing these routine things and things, the thing is that what happens is we kind of think that people have to show a changing in their lives before we accept them. Right. Into the church. You Good know, point. before we really want to know them. So when somebody comes in fresh from church, we want to know, hey, who are these people? Yeah. 
um, what do they believe? Yep. All this sort of stuff. You know, it, and, and that's wrong, I believe, because I think Christ accepts people as they are. And Absolutely. we as Christians need to accept people as they are. And we're all different going on this journey. And so yes. this repentance means to think differently. It means to have the love of Christ that because you've been forgiven from your sins, you should be more grateful. I mean, it says in the Bible to forgive those seven times, seven times. And this sort of thing, you know. So I think it's really, really important that when we talk about repentance, that we have this attitude of um, of moving on and changing our lives right. and, and hating sin. That's what it's talking about here. It's not clinging on to the ones that we, we really want to have, you know, in our yeah. lives. So when we talk about repentance, it talks about that uh, we need to, in James 4, 8, we need to come near to God and he will come near to you. Amen. Wash your hands, yes. you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So he's been quite strong here. Uh, he's talking about a genuine repentance that happens in life. And yes. I think that's so important that when we look at that, um, that this repentance changes us from not only the outside is shown, but the inside, because we can't judge people uh, on the inside of what's happening in their yes. lives. I remember when I was um, um, changing on my journey, that it was my, it was a lot of um, Christian people that weren't accepting me um, <laughs> because uh, I wasn't doing the things, maybe coming to Sabbath as much as they were, and, and different issues. I was actually getting judged from the Christians as well as the non-Christians. Oh, man. And I was changing from one side, one way to another, not one side to another, but yep. one way to another. Christ was drawing. But it was actually the church members that, you know, that would judge. For instance, Goodness. when I'm studying with somebody and they are, and they're still drinking and smoking, there doesn't seem to be any change. Uh, and they come to still come to church now and then. Um, I don't give up on them. Yeah. But it's so easy to give up on them. Because you see, where's the change? Yeah. But it's not our it's not our job to create that change. Yes. It's not us that are doing the That's work. Right. It's the Holy Spirit. And we can get so despondent. I also hear today, why go out and evangelize? You know, it's so hard today. Surely, you know, my day when I first came in, I, I loved going out and sticking something in a letterbox. I, I loved going to prayer <laughs> meeting. Those things now we seem to have got away from. We, right. We've got away from evangelizing. More to running the church. I hope yeah. you don't mind me speaking this way, but yeah. repentance and acceptance, and what we're talking about tonight in confession, actually changes us to do the will of God, to actually mm. witness for Him. And so when somebody new comes into our church, we should accept them where they are. Yeah. Because I read in my Bible, I don't know what Bible you're reading, or yeah. <laughs> it tells them what Jesus did. Yeah. That He actually went and He sat with those who were despised, who they didn't want anything to do with. And yet Christ was there. Surely those people should be coming into the church. This is where they should be today, shouldn't it? Yeah. That's in my my way of thinking, and I'm no great theologian. Yes. But that's the way I read it. And mm. when I read what Christ did when they brought the adulteress to him, and you know, and he said, you without sin cast your first yeah. stone, and they dropped their stones because they knew that he had them. They were all sinners, as we all are. Yeah. And the, the church is for sinners. Because why would why would Christ be our atoning mm. sacrifice if we thought we were perfect? And this is a thing: no church has all mm. truth. It's kind of like the saying, Eric. Have you, you probably heard it? The church is. They, we say that the church is a hospital. 
Yes. It's a hospital for, for sinners. Yes. And in the same way, you don't, you don't get well and then go to the hospital. You go as you are to get healing. And I think that's what you're saying. People are coming in through the doors of our church who are battered and bruised and just looking for compassion, looking, I guess, for, for some meaning and some friendship even. And, and you're saying that unfortunately there's not everyone because we have lovely members across our churches across the Adelaide and across the country. But, you know, there are perhaps maybe some, as you're saying, who, who may not be looking at these people walking through our doors through that lens of grace and acceptance. And I think that's the challenge to us. What you're highlighting, Eric, is how do we as Christians model this idea of, of grace and, and mercy? The same way that God, and I think what, when you were talking here, I couldn't help but, I was kind of like talking to myself while you were talking is, I think when we truly know what God has done in our lives, like when he, when you know where he's brought you from and how God's graces has accepted you, uh, it should naturally flow that we extend that to others. But sometimes we, we get the grace bit for us, but we're sometimes a bit, hard to pass that on to others. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think, I think you struck it right there. I think if you remember what it was like for you yeah, and, you know, the thrill of, of accepting Christ into your life and carry that every day, yep. that gives you the excitement and the, and the thrill of knowing him. You know, Luke 15, 7 says, I tell you in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven yeah. <laughs> over one sinner who repents right than 99 righteous people. So the thing is, you know, the love of, of man is actually given more and more to us as we change and and become more like Christ because the right. more we know him. Yes. You know, and I mean, and we still fall in sin and we're still in this old world of sin. We know that. But it says here that, you know, rent your heart and not your garments, it says in Joel 2.13. Return to the Lord your God, right. for he is gracious and compassionate. That's what he's saying. He's saying, rend your heart. Give him your heart. Yeah. And then you're so, so to conclude with, it means that to confess means to realize who God is yes. and to tell him everything that you want to get off your heart, you know. Come to him and confess. And then the second one is to repent, to say, look, I'm so sorry for that. I, I want to follow you, and I know I'm going to fall, but hey, you're there to pick me up and show that love yeah. to others. Show that same grace to everyone we meet. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, listen, Eric, I am loving this conversation. Um, however, we're going to have to um, – um, our time is up now, but – um, I just want to do a, I'd love for you to pray, Eric, uh, just in a few moments. So I just want to kind of extend that invitation to our listeners today. Um, look, if you want to, if you're listening and your, your heart is warmed by what Eric has been presenting about coming to Jesus and letting him, uh, confessing and this idea of coming and just with your open eye, if you would like to, if you're in that process of making that decision, of, of accepting Jesus into your heart. I want to encourage you. Why don't you text us here in the studio? We would love to pray for you. The rest of our team, we would love to hear responses. If you're kind of there right now in that, in that place where you want to say, you know what? I, I want to give this Jesus thing a go. I, I want to, uh, accept him into my life. Why don't you text us? 0488 
811 We'd love to hear from you. And not only just hear from you, we want to pray for you. And so, Eric, a um, couple of minutes, why don't you just give us, can you just pray for our listeners today and those who want to listen to this, and then I'll, then I'll take us out. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you tonight. Yes. You're, a, you're a wonderful God, Lord, and you're an awesome God. You're a living God. And, Lord, you brought us out of darkness into light. Yes. Lord, where would we be, each one of us, if we didn't have you in our lives? And today, Lord, I just pray for those who are maybe struggling in their life knowing you, maybe some, Lord, that are having battles, personal battles, and feel despondent. I just pray, Lord, that they will drop to their knees right now and just say, God, forgive my sins. Amen. Oh, Lord, I love you. And I know I'm on the wrong track. I know things are happening in my life that I can't understand. I just want to give everything to you, Lord. I acknowledge my sin. Yes. And, Lord, I know that you'll lay your healing hand upon them and accept them just as they are. No matter what people have done in their life, Lord, you will just take them and change them. And then, Lord, we have this genuine sorrow that we are sinning and we want to move away from the things that are are causing uh, us anguish in our families. And we know, Lord, that you'll give us the power to change yes. and keep on changing. Lord, we love you and we know that you love us. We thank you that you're the God who you are. Mm. We give you all the honor and grace tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you for that wonderful prayer, Eric. Well, it looks like our time is up for today. Thank you so much for joining myself, Will, and Eric here on Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us tomorrow. Our hosts, Fabiano and David, as they look at the question tomorrow, what does it mean to be born again? You don't want to miss that show tomorrow. I know you'll absolutely love it. So that's it from um, Eric and myself here in the studio. Hope that you can tune in tomorrow. But until then, please remember the words of Jesus Christ. He tells us in the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. From Eric and myself here in the studio, may God richly bless you.